First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast Time. Bienvenidos, dobre den, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the pot of the everyman. Jordan and Drew, the Two Beers Podcast, slinging it on the reel. Drew, how you doing this week? Heyo! Episode 126. I'm like 90, 93.8% back back to myself, man. Yeah, Getting in what a, way? It's been, it's been a battle. Like, my bubble boyness is like worn off until I, ah, until I idiotically go to the garden on Thursday, and then I'll be sick for two more weeks. Yeah. That's True. how that'll work. That that's how that'll work. And I'm feeling have... sharp though. I'm feeling sharp though, man. How are you? How are you? Uh, I, uh, strikes and gutters, ups and downs. Yeah. Um, but we have special guests here with us this week, Casey Shea. Oh Casey, yeah. Casey, how you doing, buddy? Good. Thanks for having me back. How's everybody doing? Great. If Casey's here, that can only mean one thing. Star Wars talk. Oh yeah. Bouncy oh yeah. Bow. Um, but on that note, why don't we uh, why don't we drink some beers? Even though Drew hates the name of our podcast, and every week says we need to change the name of our podcast. You can't change the name of it when you've built a brand around it. I, I know he's he's just a lame ass. I don't know what to say, and neither does he because he went on mute. So let's assume positions for the world famous. Well, I was gonna. I was sorry. I was gonna say any anytime Casey comes on, do you know what like just like happens in my head? What? <laughs> what? I don't get it. Casey just has this effect on me that, like, anytime he's gonna come on, we just gotta go slow mo Titanic. <laughs> See, when he's here, there's nothing I fear. I know our heart's gonna go on on this podcast. We'll stay forever this way. You, 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 you don't get the, the correlation there, J.O.? The hearts will go on podcast? No, I'm saying our hearts will go on. Like, like the, Casey's the two, there. The he's two like, hearts podcast? I don't really like the ring of that. Let's just drink beers. Are you ready? Let's do it. Three, two, one. Let's get it on. Beep! Casey, lead us off. What do you got? Uh... I'm changing it up a little bit this time. I actually went hunting through the fridge and found uh, some old smoky, uh, what is it, apple pie moonshine. Oh, dang. So we're sipping on that one tonight. Nice. I have Lawson's Finest Liquids Sip of Sunshine IPA. Crazy to think how rare this stuff used to be, and now I just uh, can get it all the time. It's awesome. Drew? You drink anything? I am sipping on some Tennessee whiskey. Oh, I, I I botched that. I'm just gonna try to sing at the end of every sentence I say tonight. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun. But I got some. <laughs> I I got I got I got some Jackie. Like I said, I got a. I'm like 93% there. I figure a little bit more straight alcohol and uh, and I'll kill kill this thing for good. Kill this thing for good. All right. Um, let's start off. Drew, as you said, 
boxing is back. We we, we back baby. We are back. It anymore. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna try and keep things tight as possible so that we can get to the Mando discussions. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Tight, the, tight, tight. Isn't that isn't that Tuco that said? That? I was I was kind of waiting for Casey to to after I kind of set set the tone for that to happen, like for him to come in and go tight, tight for doing. Well, but it's okay. I, it's all right. It's all right. I was I was gonna come in and say like I, I'm glad to be here to talk about the second best Disney Plus series that Star Wars has put out. But fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> we're not we're not gonna do this. We're not going to do. I just I just gave you the Titanic song and you're gonna you're gonna pull that bullshit off the bat. It's Andor shit, Jesus. I, I have long memories. It's fine. Oh my God, I'm a spy and I'm going to die. Everybody, be emotionally invested in my story. <laughs> oh wow. man, wow. Boxing. <laughs> Any boxing. Boxing. Um, um, yeah, Meg Sayo fought Figueroa. Listen, here's oh god, what? all right. Here's here's the only thing we need to talk about for that fight. Did you go back and watch it? Yeah. Oh well, here's my takeaway. We 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 confirmed that Meg Sayo is not good, and yeah. we still need to see more from Figueroa at the weight class. Well said. That's basically what I was gonna say. Which I think I think Vargas. I I'm actually like, really like I get I get why people were saying like the scorecard shouldn't have been wide, but like I honestly don't care. Meg Sayo's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he lost two point. I mean he lost two points too. Um, but yeah, I I am I'm I'm excited for Vargas first because this here's another thing. Like I I don't know how good vargas is i'm probably not being fair to him but like i i think him and figueroa is a good a good matchup especially especially because figueroa coming from the lower weight class is wants to fight on the inside right because those guys just throw tons of punches and just try to wear each other out um which you really can't do against vargas because of his size you know like you're in theory he's gonna i think vargas dominates him i off the cuff i tend to agree, but you know what actually happened? Somehow they won't actually fight till like five fights down the road. Even though he's just mandatory to fight next, <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll figure something out. But um, I, I think that's all. I, I don't think we have to say much on that card. Um, this weekend, I totally forgot. Uh, Tim Zoo versus Tony Harrison on Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday in Australia. That yeah. it, right? Is that Sunday, March eleventh? Yeah. No, yeah. is it? No, March is it March tenth Friday? March twelfth. Yeah. Is it, it's March? Oh uh, wait, it's eleven. Is that because of the time difference that it's eleven? The eleven. I don't know. It's this Sunday. All right, so it's it's Sunday in the U.S., but it's going. It's it's yeah. It's Saturday in Australia. That Jack Daniels is hitting you pretty quickly. It says March eleventh on. I, I remember my first whiskey on the e- <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm a I'm a puss. Fair enough. Um. It's a fun fight. Tim, Tim Zoo, I mean, he's taking a little risk here. He's put, this was supposed to be him and Charlo for the undisputed 154-pound um, championship. Charlo breaks his hand, right? That's Yeah, Charlo broke his hand. The other ones, could yeah. know, who knows the hell's wrong with him. Yes. But yeah, Charlo, Charlo breaks his hand, and instead of just taking a light touch or just waiting, he's, uh, you know, fighting... <laughs> Fighting Harrison, who's the only guy who's given um, Charlo, who only the only guy who's beaten Charlo. Yep. So uh, I'm interested to see it. I I wasn't going to do a tail of taper odds unless you have it, but nope. okay. I 
Op- uh, I like Harrison. I like Harrison. To I, win I like Harrison better too. The problem is Harrison had like a two-year layoff and then yes. fought and then had like another ten or eleven-month layoff. So like correct. Uh, and he's not a spring chicken anymore. So like I I really want to take Harrison. I I would not be shocked if Harrison won, but I think Zoo wins by a split decision. Because I think he just tends to, again, just rely on okay. just straight-up boxing. And I think Harrison shows out well. But I think the judges will be in the pocket for Zeus. So. I'd kind of like to see Charlo, even though to your point, I probably isn't. It's probably like a, a Triple G Canelo kind of thing where the trilogies would happen two, three years too late. I wouldn't mind seeing Harrison Charlo 3 for the Undisputed titles. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it. Not one bit. Yeah. Um, and a stack correction on boxing after we were... Ah, sorry. See, I... Ah, see, sorry. Popped the, popped the nut early there. Um, the... Waiting for a go on I, I, that's why I, like, I, that's why I gave the pregnant pause, but, like, nobody... T- Casey, it's okay to talk in the non-Star Wars I'm section. St- I'm still, I'm still warming up here. <laughs> We're only, uh, we're only a couple minutes in. I'm not. I'm not like go. If it takes me a couple minutes, I'll get warmed up. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, May seventh. May seventh is actually uh, now the official date. It looks like for in a way faulted, not May twenty third as originally reported. So, which is a Sunday. So it's going to be on the weekend. So it looks like we probably don't have to take off from work. Although we might as well just take off the eighth anyway. Yep. So. But that is happening. That is awesome. I cannot wait. Super, super pumped. Press conferences, Garcia, Tank tomorrow. They're doing one in New York, one in LA. Kinda 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 old school, multiple locations. Um Yeah, I'm excited. Um I-, I was just gonna say I, I'm I'm even more excited for in a way Fulton now. I just wanted to touch on that one because not only is Fulton going over to Japan. He's going to Inoue's hometown of Zama, Japan. Z- uh, Z- Zamashi. I don't. I don't know exactly how this thing's pronounced. Z A M A. But for some reason, the phonetic part of uh, the the pronunciation says Zamashi. So I, whatever. I don't know. The city hosts a U.S. Army camp base. Hmm. Uh, it's a city of like 140,000 people, something like that. 130,000. Going in his backyard, man. Can't wait. Yeah. It, right Although, into his hometown. Like, yeah. I, I actually like that. I mean, that's just so badass. Like, it is. Like, Even though it's not very, it's not a hostile environment, just given the culture. But yeah, I mean, that's. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, that's. I mean, what do you expect, dude? Guy's a Philly. He's a throwback Philly fighter, man. I'm gonna be. I'm probably. I don't think I've ever. I, I'll ever be as torn as I am gonna be in this fight. Maybe. Maybe Crawford Porter actually. Yeah. Yeah. Crawford Porter. Loma Haney. No. Fuck no. <laughs> Why would I be torn? Like for who I like who I think will win or my rooting interests. Rooting interests. Why that? Why would I? Why would I ever in any situation want Devin Haney to beat Lomachenko? I don't know. I like Haney. So I, I like him I, too. I mean, I I like Haney, but I love Lomachenko, so I don't care. Why would like you? You're conflicted on who you want to win that fight. 
Um, if that's the case, I may not be bringing you to Vegas with me with that I, kind of I, attitude. I already told you, I want Loma to win the first one, and I want a rematch. And I want <coughs> Haney to take the belts back. Yeah, I, I'm not even the slightest bit torn. So, um, Plus, I already told you I can't go to Vegas because I have my that's daughter's not, dance wait. recital. We did not – you didn't say that was official. You said this might be some, like, like fake fake thing. <laughs> Like you can't, like we can't, we can't get a video camera. Are we being serious? In the year 2023, we can't do a, a FaceTime. Just live stream it. Yeah, seriously, this is gonna be a thing. You're gonna make me go to Vegas by myself for the undisputed lightweight championship with our guy. Um, I don't think you're being serious. You would, you wouldn't do me dirty like that. <laughs> you've done me, you've done me dirty a couple. You a, co- me to go on to a, Vegas a couple. A couple. Co- listen, I you instead of going to my daughter's dance recital. Oh my god! How many more dance recitals is is your seven year old daughter gonna have in the next she, fifteen years? For God's sakes! She's nine. And she'll go till she's eighteen. So I got nine more. My God! Are you kidding me? Yep. How many more? How many more times are you gonna bite me in the ass on these boxing things? Then I gotta eat. You're you're, you're killing me, dude. This isn't official. I'm 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 calling Svel Katie after this. This isn't happening. Um, this is not well, ha- This is not happening. If uh, maybe they can move the date. Think they can I, move the date for us? I, I, move the date of the recital. Here we'll we'll compromise. I'll I'll send my my wife down there, and she can be there in person, and your daughter will appreciate that more than you being there. I feel like that's a fair compromise. Well, okay. negotiations ongoing. That concludes negotiations. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I can't even, I can't even deal with you right now. If that's a thing, I don't that's... know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm just cracking up. You're so flabbergasted. I just, I, I, I can't tell if you're like endorsing me here or if you're being serious. Because I'm gonna get real mad. Ugh. It's like, like Herb Brooks and Miracle. When you're looking at the the Russian bench, going, he doesn't know what to do. Oh my God, <laughs> this guy, this guy. Oh, this. Oh, man. I'm I'm just surprised that you you really think that like this is an option for me. Like, oh yeah. Like, I I, I, I mean, have fun at, at, at your championship game. I'll, I'll I gotta go to Vegas. Oh my God. It's so, like Casey, would you miss the bowling championship for uh, for your daughter's like I don't know preschool like spelling bee when she's like like three years old? No. Yeah. Exactly. No. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd end up so like sleeping on the couch for like a week. Yeah, but, but you'd say, you know what? You know what? You'd get you'd get your three fingers in that ball and fucking just roll strikes like a mother effer. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and then you'd come home like- and you'd show you'd show her daddy's trophy and be like, "This is what matters." And she'd be like, "You know what? You're right." I, you. I'm not boxing. Lomachenko's boxing. Yeah, you're you're part you're part you're part of the team. You're part of the team. Like I'm not bringing home any trophy or any belt or anything. You think you think I can't get you some fake trophy at the airport and you can say it was yours? Are you yeah, shit me right the only now. Thing I'm bringing home is either either the flu or chlamydia. That's that's the only thing I'm bringing. And home. an empty bank account, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I, I, oh my god! You know what's gonna happen? You're not gonna go, and I'm gonna be in the club with fucking Aunt B and those guys, and you're gonna be like, "This, this, this is my life." This, that's what's gonna happen. Uh, probably. <sighs> I can't believe you're gonna make me go to Vegas by myself. I hate you. Uh, all right, all right, tight. We're keeping it tight, 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 tight. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, what's next? What's next on the docket? NBA cares. Parentheses. Who cares? Um. 
Uh, you're you're the uh, basketball guy. I tried to watch. We had um, uh, Suns versus Mavericks uh, over the weekend, and I tried to watch it, and it's just I, I don't want to get upset. It's, it's just, just not, not good. watchable. It's not great. It's like it's it's just glorified AAU ball, like like the, such low IQ. Like Durant comes out and hits his first five or six or seven shots. And so then Phoenix, or I'm sorry, uh, Dallas throws a double team at him. And, like, there's no adjustment. Like, oh, okay, like, you're going to throw a double team at me? Okay, I'll just pass it to someone else even though I'm on fire. Like, the, what they should be doing is running some kind of action to get him the ball closer to the block where if you're going to throw a double team, now you're in a, uh, like, a uh, – compromised position and you're putting the defense in a compromised position right yeah that's what i'm saying you're putting the defense in a compromised position for throwing the double not just oh here you are four feet behind the three-point line at the top of the key with the ball and like we're gonna throw the double at you and you're just gonna kick it and stand there and like and then you're and then four possessions later you'll come down and force a shot because you feel like you're still on fire and i mean i'm just like oh my god like yeah, at that it was about that point. I it, it, I made about six possessions. I had to turn it off, and I was just like, "This is I don't, I'm not doing it. I'm not spending my Sunday like this." I forget what I put on instead or what I did instead, but it was it wasn't watch that. So, so today you were texting me about the latest Oak Island. Maybe I was watching Oak Island. Yeah, that that could have been it. Uh, got caught up on Oak. But any, what do you want to say, Drew, about NBA? Who cares? Um, what do we have for hoops? Uh. Well, it's officially in the books. The magic uh-huh. number was thirty-three, and uh, tonight, the the what's what's the slogan? I always forget the stupid slogan. Run with the wolves. Is that what it is? Um, I forget. Yeah. Uh, the brothers, the brothers White, fifty-win Minnesota Timberwolves just went down in flames tonight as the Philadelphia 76ers handed them their 33rd loss of the season, officially knocking them out of that spot. And, I mean, the one seed's been long gone for a long time. So a couple of bottles of James Harden wine coming to my front door. That was fun. That was that was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Um, John Morant. You want to talk John Morant? Probably not. LOL. LOL. Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. That's just insane what's happening there. Um, there's a there's a possible well the one thing that we didn't talk about uh, he apparently and I didn't I didn't check this but apparently there's um, language in the CBA that if he had if he actually had to, if he actually had the firearm on the anywhere on the te- in a team facility so whether the locker room or the plane he's automatically going to be suspended 50 games the Gilbert Arenas rule yeah that's pretty that's pretty wild that he could actually be suspended 50 games. Crap. Yeah, which I I, I assume that includes the postseason, which would, yeah. So not only would he miss the rest of this season and the postseason, but he'd miss, I don't know, maybe 40 games next year too? That's pretty nuts. Uh, So stay tuned. Um, You know, we're not going to hot take it and go back and forth and – you know, like Stephen A. and Perk and and um, and Skip Bayless would do, but uh, it's unfortunate. 
maybe it's a and i mean job was there two years but like this is kind of and this isn't me being an old head but some of this is why back in the 90s like coaches and teams were very much against like young players coming into the league too early because they just they didn't want to deal with immaturity they just you know they 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 wanted like like grown men coming into the league so they didn't have to worry about stuff. So maybe, maybe, maybe some of these stories we've seen with guys like, like Fultz, who clearly was not mentally mature enough, um, and maybe physically mature enough. Ben Simmons, like these, maybe, maybe some extra years of college, like if like they actually took college seriously and you know, dealt with the structure of like classes and things like that. Maybe it would like help them, um, but maybe not. As our our buddy Mike always says, it's hard. You know, you know, it's it's hard to. It's hard to know the right way to behave when your entire, basically your entire life, everybody just like, co- like you know, cowtails to you because you potentially could be a 200 millionaire and just you get your way all the time. But I don't know. You Maybe get your I'd way say- all the time, and then all of a sudden you start getting paychecks for like 200 million. Yeah, like yeah, 750,000 every 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 other <laughs> week. Yeah. Um. So, but you know, I mean, that's <coughs> you know, I I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something to to really think about that maybe, you know, it's not, I get it. It's, you know, you know, you shouldn't be able to tell guys when they're ready to become professionals in their craft. But, you know, I mean, when you're, when you're signing up, I mean, I'm always like, well, you can't, can't pick and choose. If you're, if you're saying you're ready to be a professional in the NBA, like I, I get it. You're 18, you're 19 years old, but like you're joining the professional NBA. It's so, like there's standards to live by. Like I get it. I but, just still just cracks me up about um, the whole, like, Whoever put put John Morant as freaking uh, John Wick? No, no, the um, uh, Papa Doc or whatever. And, <laughs> and yeah, then ever since then, he's been like overcompensating, and actually trying to prove he's a gangster, and he's yeah. just an idiot. Well, ever ever since the uh, that that epic MB block that I was there for live, he's uh, he's just fallen, 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 fallen from grace, which is pretty wild to think about. Usually, it's the other way around for the Sixers. Can I just um, say something about the Timberwolves? Yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> it made sense. I you sold me a bill of goods. You and my brother sold me a bill of goods on Anthony Edwards. I was lied to. Liars. I just I disagree. Anthony Edwards has been awesome this year. He's like top. He has, he's, been, is, he's been awesome. Yeah, you told me he was going to be the MVP. I, I mean, he I is, was sold a bill of goods. <laughs> Anthony Edwards deliver. If he was the MVP, they would win fifty games. The problem is the guy he's that not playing yeah. at an NBA level. Yeah, the problem is the guy MVP that you level. actually thought would be great as just a role player and was exactly what they needed. Mr. Rudy Gobert is the problem. And then obviously cat not, you know, playing not the last, playing. <laughs> not playing the last 60 games, 45 games. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't help either. But, um, you know, I, I, I admire your conviction. You guys held pretty firm on that 50 win thing, which was just admire tremendous your conviction. Liar. Very tremendous stuff. Um, yeah, the West is all piled up. Although, I'm just praying for the Lakers. The Lakers are going to get in, which I always in the pre in the beginning of the year I had the Lake I I said the Lakers were going to be a six seed and not have to deal with the play in. I was laughed at. 
I wouldn't be shocked if that actually happens. But I just I just want Lakers Nuggets in the they first round. They called me a madman. <laughs> yeah. I want that so badly. Just so, so badly. Because, like, it'd be great to see Nick Wright have to sit there. And if, if LeBron lost to Jokic, because he's, like, the epic Jokic hater. That, and, I mean, so am I. But that would be just so awesome to hear him have to go, like, on first take for, like, game after game about the Nuggets, like, beating him when he says Jokic isn't very good. Um, Who says not, Jokic isn't very good? Not that Jokic isn't very good, but that, like, Who no says one believe, that? that? That Nick Wright dude who, like, oh. sucks LeBron off. Um, yeah. But he basically his, – his thing is, like, Jokic, nobody really believes that Jokic is one of the, you know – seven best players in the league. Like maybe he's like eight to 15, but no one believes that. So he shouldn't be, there's no way he should have won the MVPs the last two years and no way should he get it a third straight year. But that's so it would be great. And if the Lakers actually upset them, it would just give me, you know, I would just have a nice like sly smile on my face. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess he is the MVP. Yeah. Let's God forbid Joel get the trophy for once. So that's what I would like. I'd love to see. Um, Kings is the Kings haven't fallen off, dude. Nah, no, nah, like they're still going strong. Like they, so they're they, two games behind. They're strong the, in AAU ball. Yeah, they're. I mean, they don't because they and they are the definition because they don't defend anybody. But man, Fox, Fox, and Sabonis can just put the ball in the basket. Uh, they're two behind the Grizzlies for the fucking two seed. How wild is that? And the Grizzlies for at a minimum, John Morant's out two two games. Uh, once tonight against the Lakers, which I assume they're going to lose. And, like, the Kings could be the two seed. How wild is that? That's fun. They haven't made the playoffs since 2003, I think, or 2005. I think it's 2000, eh, 2005. So they haven't made the playoffs since 2005, and their first well, time Was I back. the only one to have them in the playoffs in my – I don't know if you years. actually did have them. You've had them for the last five. You, you might have quit on them finally. I think I had him as the as the eight seed. Yeah, I I uh I usually write this stuff down. I don't know if I actually. I wonder if I took. I wonder if I took notes. They're only a half game behind <coughs> Memphis right now. Oh, they're only a half. Oh my god! Last time I checked, it was two. So that's even uh, that's yeah, even got, crazier. Good call. Good call, K. Well, I I figured it's been a while since I frequented the the NBA page because it's just it's not my bag, but. I was just kind of looking around just to see what what teams are around there and yeah, half game, uh, huh? Half over. half game. I usually write this down every. I definitely I usually write this down every year, but maybe uh maybe I didn't this year because I could have definitely told you what we had. But uh yeah, that's just insane to me. Good for the Kings. De'Aaron Fox, like De'Aaron Fox, is somebody who should probably be an MVP conversation. Like he in his last, I think his last eight games, he scored thirty plus every game and he I assume he still leads the NBA in clutch points or is at least top five in it finally living up to that uh that all-star status that I uh I had dawned on him when I was trying to convince the Kings to trade for Ben Simmons uh, my three my three bold predictions Kings and Pistons both make the play in okay so you did have make the play in okay Oh, poor Pistons. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I knew I knew you hadn't given up on the Pistons yet, since that's like that's like a two three year thing now. But I thought possibly after after ba- after they swapped after the Kings and the Pistons swapped Bagley, you uh you might have dropped off the Kings. What are the odds they get rid of Bagley and now they're gonna be in the playoffs and be a freaking two seed? Maybe there's a correlation there, and the Pistons hit complete rock bottom. 
nine-game nine losing streak for the Pistons right now. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. I mean, they're going to be – if they actually – I actually, it, I think the Spurs are going to, quote-unquote, win the lottery and get Victor Wemienye, or however you say his name. Um, but, like, can you imagine – if the Pistons actually ended up winning the lottery and you, they got to put Cade, Victor um, – Oh God! And some of those bigs, like they got Wiseman now. They got the dude from Memphis, whose name the rookie, who's now, of course, his name is escaping me. But they're they're gonna have a lot of young talent now. They just need Dwayne. Got to get rid of Dwayne Casey because I think he's one of the most overrated coaches in the league. Um, phew, man, Brett Brown would be a good coach for that team. Yeah. Crazy enough. I mean, they're not gonna win a championship with him, but he's he's good at developing young. Young guys. I, I stopped listening about five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, Fair enough. Uh, I mean, everything, nothing, nothing's changed. There, there's still like five actual contenders in the league. That's about it. Cool. Does anybody else still care about the NBA or nah? Or we, we, what, uh, what are we doing here? Ratings would suggest Lis- no. Lis- listeners, listeners, what are we, what are we doing? I, 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 honestly, I, what I, what I was doing is I was looking over the, uh, we did, what, how fun are we? NBA Lord of the Ring uh That was a lot of fun. Look look uh looks like Meats back on the menu boys. Chris Middleston leading the Bucks to championship number 2. Oh god, I love it. Nice. That was a good one. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I don't think I think when I changed phones, I think I lost my notes on that where I had it all ah. laid out. Ah. That was ah, oh, that sucks. I'd have to now I got to go back and listen to it when we do the uh end of the season review. See how close uh, some of our how we were with some of our stuff. Cool. Cool, all cool. Right. That's all I got. Um, March Madness next week. Yeah. Funsies. Yeah, you, uh, we, we should bring on Al to talk about March Madness next week. Got, the guy's been just a NCAA watching machine. It's like a complete savant whenever it comes to, to college hoops. Guy's the master of the net. I still don't actually understand what the net is, but I just know it's bullshit. Nobody does. It's provocative. <laughs> Gets the people going. Great, great use of great use of that. Um, all right, NHL. I kind of said my piece last last week. Um, you know, pretty much same commentary as last week. I'll kick it to Casey. Do you want to add anything? I told you, you know, brought you up to speed what my commentary was. Yeah. Um, what what. How are you viewing this league? What, what what do you got? I very much think that the Cup comes out of the East, hands down. I don't think anyone in the West, like, really does anything for me. Yeah. Um, I think they're all just playing. Did anybody get better at the trade deadline in the West? Or did just everything come East, basically? I mean, I think Vegas... Vegas being able to swing the deal to get Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick, yeah. Like, I think that helps, you know, them. I, I have this, like... So them choosing Reimer over Flurry backfired. Weird. Right? Yeah, just backstab, like, one Who, of the greatest goaltenders of all time. And yeah, how... Twice. Yeah. That, that wasn't predictable or anything. Yeah, and then now, like... You went, you went with the snake guy over, over Marc-Andre Flurry. That blows my mind. Yeah. Did they know about the snakes? That's, uh, that's a big question. Were the snakes on the plane? <laughs> uh, Maybe. Jury's still, jury's still out on that one. But, I mean, it's still, like, I keep looking at the standings, like, almost on a daily basis, and 
just the no, fact. What did that I say? Did I say Reimer or Lenner? Lenner, yeah. yeah. I knew what you meant, but yeah, thank you. Um, you know, just seeing Edmonton kind of in a a little bit of a fight just to get into the playoffs when they have you know McDavid just putting up like video game numbers right now. <laughs> Um, you know, him and Dreisaitl, just insane fun to watch. Um, as much as it pains me to see the, the Boston Bruins doing Just continue this well, to kick ass. I mean, 10-game winning streak now. Like, get... Again? Oh, How? Didn't they, win, didn't they win, like, 20 to start the year? I, I try so hard to not pay attention to them because my entire life growing up, for those that aren't, like, keenly aware of this, like, I grew up outside of Boston and then moved up to Maine... So my entire my entire life I've been a Penguins fan, and living up there, and having to listen to the hometown you know fans or whatever be like all all over me, and then going to I don't know how many games in Boston and seeing the Penguins lose against the Bruins, coming here now living here and seeing the Penguins lose to the Bruins at least three times. Um, it, th- there isn't a team in the league that I can't stand more than Boston for those reasons. And then th- there is a select group of, of friends of mine from back home that are kind of like casual hockey fans. But whenever the Bruins end up playing the Penguins, I get text messages. I get it. I'm like, you've watched like three games all year. Like, just just shut up. They're like, I haven't heard from you in seven years. Right. Like, we graduated high school together, and this is the first time I'm hearing from you is to give me shit. About <laughs> like, you How know? did you get my number? <laughs> right. So it's all of this, and then now I have to sit here and watch this scenario play out where the Penguins – are currently like if it if it ended today the penguins would be playing the bruins in the first round and i want no part of it i just i don't want to deal with like the four game sweep that that would be i, I want just, i want all of that because the penguins would sweep their asses i love the optimism <laughs> but no yeah <laughs> so real you quick know what's question weird is they only have two guys in that are over 20 goals P- pasta has 44 Bergeron has 23, and nobody else is over 20. Now, they have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 guys in double digits, which is wild, but only... Look at their their goal differential. Oh, I know. They're they're, they're plus 105 right now. The closest to them is Carolina at 58. Look, that's insane. Olmark... (laughs) Allmark's goals against are 1.89, and they only have eight losses. Yeah, eight. They're 49 eight. and eight. That's that's. With, and they've lost. Talk about OT. video game. Question, question, question. Yeah, yeah. As a hockey casual, as Casey shamed about three minutes ago. Oh no, um, I don't care about they, hockey. They, like, they I, still. I, what Taylor Hall is on long-term IR, and Nick Foligno's still. On cool. Keep IR. going. I won't. I won't ask my casual take. Uh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. For the record, I'm not shaming casuals. I'm shaming a specific group of casuals from back home. <laughs> oh, there's that RB fish fillet sandwich. Oh, God, I gotta get me that. Um, every time we're on the podcast, the Arby's fish fillet sandwich comes on. Um, Sponsor this podcast. How in so like because you know we talk about this like with baseball and football a lot of times. NBA might be the exception. How often does the best team in hockey translate to the best team in the playoffs and winning the Stanley Cup? 
So like in baseball, we know hardly ever. I feel I feel like the actual best team in baseball, record wise, rarely ever actually makes the World Series and wins. I feel like that like is far. Like we haven't seen, we haven't really seen that consistent trend since like the Yankees run in the the late '90s, early 2000s. What's what? How how does that usually work with hockey? Yeah, they, roughly you, the same. No, I mean, I mean, they usually the, the best team usually is at least makes the conference championship. Yeah. Occasionally, you'll see like. Well, I didn't ask. Seat. I didn't ask you the conference championship. I asked you make the Stanley Cup and win. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I thought maybe supply, supplying a little extra detail would be uh, <laughs> be relevant to the conversation. Next time, I I'll guess. just stick to to the question. There, I guess there's only there's only eight teams in the in the history of of the President's Trophy being handed out, which goes to the the regular season, you know, champion or whatever for the team that had the most points. There's only eight teams that have ever won the cup, and the last one to do it was that had that have had eight teams of eight teams have won the cups that have had the most points. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, but not the not necessarily the best record because I know that doesn't always mean the same thing. It it's be, the same thing. Yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't realize there was only eight. That's crazy. I learned I learned offsides and uh, what was the other thing you taught me, Jo? Uh, icing. Icing. Last offsides. Week. You you can't you can't be across the blue line. Before the puck, mm-hmm. and icing is if you hit it from the other zone, all the way down, you can't be the first one to touch. Oh no, the other team can't touch it first, and then it's icing. If you touch it, it's okay. If you out, if you outskate them and get it, you're good. But if they touch it, yep. it's icing. Yep. Yeah. Boom. There it is. Hockeyed, bitches. We're getting, we're getting him now. now oh, we got to get him seats down close, and then I've, oh, like, no, I've I've had that. I've I've been oh, ten. Okay. I've been ten ten rows. Ten throws oh. close to bed. No. Oh, hockey! Oh, listen, live, awesome. Playoffs, sign me up. Regular season hasn't translated for me yet. Yeah, I get that. It's it's the best sport to watch live, and then they win fans, like you said, like every playoff season. That's how they win. That's how they win fans because it's just yeah. You know, the refs just throw out the rule books basically and just say like, go out there. Let them let them unless yeah. I mean, especially. Uh, you know, if it's the uh, the New York Rangers, they just let them fucking headhunt people and with oh, no yeah. repercussions. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and then they'll and then you know the the league office feigns like this whole like player safety bullshit, but right. it doesn't. It's a farce. It doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like the NFL. It's all yeah, it's all nonsense. So okay, but that's but that's that's good. Yeah, because I personally know I, I I'll vomit if Boston gets another title uh, in any sport for. Yeah, oh, we, wow. we need at least another like ten years of once once like, Brady yeah once Brady left I was like oh thank thank fucking God like <laughs> I was like now like, like this this you know maybe the Celtics have a glimmer of hope but God we're at we're out of this thing for for a while now because the the Red Sox want no part of being a real baseball team anymore which is hilarious Fenway Sports Group yeah exactly yeah okay once once LeBron once LeBron got involved with, God we got we got to shit on Teddy for that once LeBron got involved with the Red Sox they just stopped stopped caring about being a winning baseball team. Same thing happened to the Penguins too. God. Well, they're gonna win this year, so that's gonna buck that trend. From your lips to God's ears. I'm telling Please. you, I feel it. As long as Crosby doesn't have, uh, you know, brain hemorrhaging this year, he's gonna be good. Okay. Is that insensitive? No, not at all. Nobody it wants. Basically, happened a year ago, and they. Yeah. Well, I mean, has it basically <laughs> happened like twenty-five to thirty percent of his career? That might estimate might be a tad high, but it's, okay. 
I thought he, I thought I thought he, I thought I thought he had like at least three or four years where he was marred with like concussion problems. Yeah, it was like a year and a half too. Yeah. Okay. We'll, right. we'll, we'll only give you one Pinocchio. <coughs> okay. All right. Um. All right. All right. Tight. 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 The floor is cleared for everybody's favorite minute, minute and podcasting. Dang. The NASCAR pit stop. Vroom, 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 vroom. Life is a highway. And I'm going to ride it all night long. Now, before we get into it. If you're going my way, I'm going to ride it all night long. KC, the chorus. <laughs> I didn't know if you were doing a bit or if you wanted me to join in. I actually wanted you to hit the chorus, but since you didn't, let's yeah. just get into it. You were it. Doing the chorus. You meant verse one. But wait a minute, Casey wants to say something about about. Oh no no, I you, I'll I'll go after. It's fine, because I, oh. I feel like you're gonna you're gonna give me like the perfect setup for it. All right, so go go. For all right, it. all right. Wait wait, I wasn't ready then. I I, I let me get my notes. God, did you got just, it. Did you leave him in the got freezer it. again? No, nope, got you, it. Did, did you name this timer the Gof timer yet? Or oh, we got him. You got him. <laughs> it's a, well. To be fair, it's a tad tad high to be the Gof timer, but oh, well, tad high, tad high. I was, I was trying to be generous. Everybody's favorite minute in prom night. <laughs> in five, four, three, two, one, go. Last go. week was Las Vegas snooze fest. William Byron leads most laps and wins. Kind of a bad beat as we had Larson at plus 700, who lost a major lead down the stretch due to a caution. We fought a minus one on the season. The craziest NASCAR news of the weekend was NASCAR's most popular driver, Chase Elliott, broke his leg in a skiing accident on Friday night in Colorado. Not sure how we feel about that. So he'll have a backup driver for the next few weeks. This week, Phoenix, one-mile, low-banking, tri-oval, one of the funnest spectacles in NASCAR as the cars cross the start-finish line. They fan out like seven or eight lanes wide and dive way below the bottom line. Our picks this week are Logano, plus 800, Blaney, plus 800, the two favorites, Ross Chastain, plus 900, and Kevin Harvick, plus 1,200. Casey, what do you have to add? So what I have to add to that is from my world, from the bowling world, the PBA has partnered up with NASCAR Ooh. for the inaugural NASCAR Invitational at Phoenix Raceway. So really? It's gonna, yeah. So what's going to happen is they're taping this event on the 10th, so a couple days from now, and it's going to air March 12th at noon on FS1, mm-hmm. which is prior to the race. And what they're doing is, well, let me scroll down. I got the press release up here, so I didn't sound stupid. But they are pairing up some of the PBA and PWBA stars with NASCAR drivers on custom-made lanes that are. Where did they? Yeah, they're constructing a custom pair of lanes inside quote the barn. Well, I don't know what that is. Maybe you do. Uh, on the grounds of Phoenix Raceway. And fans and guests are invited to attend the event free of charge, which will be taped on March 10th, and have the chance to bowl on the lanes once competition concludes. So they are. That's bringing... awesome. It is. It sounds really cool. So I'll definitely be watching that Sunday afternoon. Um, or actually, I have to tape it because I'm going to a, a bowling ball testing event 
um, out this way, so that'll that'll also be fun. But they are there's four professional bowlers. So from the PBA Men's Tour, Kyle Troop, uh, I think he was Player of the Year two years ago, and Jesper Svensson. Both of them are two-handers, so I know Jordan's going to hate that. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not a fan of the two-handers. Uh, but then from the women's side of things, uh, two of my favorite women bowlers are going to be on the show. So Daria Payuk and Verity Crawley. So Daria's from Poland and Verity's from England. Uh, Jesper's actually from Sweden and Kyle's from here in the States. Uh, Daria is one of my favorite ones to watch mainly because she's one of the most technically sound bowlers I have ever watched ever. Is that um, the one where you sent me the the clip and you were like check out the check out her form or was, was Yeah. It, and it yeah. was basically just like a robot. She's insane. She has like some of the, like the most power and balance and everything. Like she is just like it, like I wish I could throw it half as good as she does. Um, so big fan. If you're watching or listening to this, Daria, uh, keep going. Hope you win everything on tour this year. Um, and then Verity is also in that same vein. Um, she's also just like very technically sound and just throws the ball incredibly well. Um, and they're both one-handers, so you should enjoy that, Jordan. But um, love it. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's happening in Phoenix this week, and it's going to be kind of like a tight turnaround because. Uh, Kyle and Jesper are currently bowling in Michigan during one of the PBA stops, and that event, I think, wraps up on Thursday. I think it's Thursday gotcha. night that one wraps up. So they're basically, if they make the show, they're going to have to get on a plane and get out to, to Phoenix immediately, so they might be a little uh, like jet-lagged and eyes bloodshot a little Speaking bit. Speaking of jet-lag and hopping on a plane, guess who's going to be in Phoenix on Sunday? Yours truly. I might end up at this NASCAR race. Just saying. Go for it. Guy can fly to Vegas, but he can't join his best friend in Vegas. Dickhead. I mean, you, you convince my work that I need to be in Vegas on May 20th for work purposes, then, you know. Oh, don't think I won't make that call. Isn't there a conference out there that week? There might be. Um, but, yeah, I'm going, I have a conference in, in Phoenix, um, the beginning half of the week, so I, I and it starts Sunday evening, so I'm flying out Sunday morning, and I'm like, I just put it two and two together today. I'm like, I'm gonna be in Phoenix during the NASCAR race. I'm like, man, maybe I should go. I've never been to a NASCAR race. You should go then. I should, right? I mean, you're gonna be there. What else are you gonna do? Totes. Um. All right. That's let's let's do parlay and wrap up beer one. We lose yet again. The Penguins versus the whoever we were playing uh, over the weekend screwed me. Uh, the Florida Panthers easily could have been a seven goal game, but it was a five goal game. Edmonton covered their end, um, so we lose the parlay yet again. Drew, this is what I'm throwing out to you. Okay, let's pick one game. Just do a onesies? Just a one. It's not even a parlay anymore. Just one bet. We need to get on the damn board. Should we should we just should we just go Harrison? No. We <laughs> we we need to do something that we actually feel confident in. Uh alright, hold on. <clears throat> Seton Seton Hall to win the biggest tournament. Love it. Book it. Book it. Uh alright, hold on. NBA. 
just hammer Edmonton in the over for like the next three weeks and just sit back and rake in the five dollars you'll make off of it. Casey, you don't have a, a minus seventy five thousand uh, Premier League team to give us today. Uh, I, I can tell you bet against Everton the whole the whole friggin' way because we suck and we're getting relegated. So you can put money on that if you want. And I know what that means. Are That's you gonna get relegated? Off. Probably. Wow. It's a fucking shambles right now. Everton blows. We're currently in the 18th out of 20. Let's take Celtics Celtics over Hawks on Saturday. Celtics okay. got to get they got to right the ship here. We saying with the points are just straight. I I don't have a I mean it's way too far we're 4 days ahead. I have no idea what the spread is. So, so we'll straight. we'll decide once we once we get there, which we'll do. Okay. All right. There it is. That's our one that's our lock of the week. This is going from a parlay <coughs> of the week to a lock of the week. And maybe we should just say a prayer of the week. <laughs> we go from parlay to prayer. May may need to. May yeah. need to. Okay. Um do we have any uh memes or shout out to hymns? Uh I didn't have oh, well, I didn't have a meme. I had a shout out to him, which he's 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 won this before, and it's just so so hilarious. Rut row. Uh, I didn't realize this was a an actual legitimate world title fight, but somehow Raleigh Romero is getting a world title fight in his first fight at 140 pounds. How 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 absurd is that? As some fucking random dude who won who won one of the vacant uh, Josh Taylor belts. Wow. Like Gary and Gary Russell's brother is fighting on the undercard of that of that uh, event. How insane is that? That Ra- Raleigh just got knocked out by Tank, hilariously knocked out by Tank, and his first fight at 140, he's getting a title shot. Like, uh, and he's well, forget that he's headlining over one of the Russells. And the Russell and and they're at the same weight class where the Russell brother probably should be getting the title shot. I wonder wow. if like I wonder if they're gonna treat him like Gary Russell, where like they don't put they don't put it they don't put him in an actual like real fight until like his twenty fourth fight, and then like Lomachenko absolutely starches him. Starch isn't the right word. That's when he knock him out, but absolutely just like makes him look like an amateur. Yeah, I don't know. Wow! Shout out to you, Raleigh. Uh, you're all your goofball shit, and you're getting a world title. He's getting a fucking world title fight. Unbelievable. Un- can't come true. Alberto Puelo. Yes, him. Un. And I, I just I was listening to uh, Canobio in Algeria. Algeria's like me. Canobio's like talking about how he's a name and he sells. And Algeria's like, does he? Like what? It was it was, it was funny. It's funny. I I listened to them, but I missed that part. That was on their uh, their mailbag on Thursday. Oh, okay. I, mi- I the mailbag episode. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, probably... spe- speaking of which, I was listening to them, and uh, Fulton, in a way, apparently is isn't even going to be pay per view. It's just going to be on ESPN, ESPN Plus. Plus. Well, if you if you're not ESPN Plus, you got to buy ESPN Plus. But yeah, yeah so for seven dollars a month, sure. Oh yeah, what, dude. Uh, four, Fourteen dollars a month or whatever, dude. Yeah. Just inject that shit into my veins, man. Ugh. Casey, it's uh, I'm having a Philly cheesesteak sake uh, breakfast to sell to a party if you want to come down. I mean, that sounds awesome. So yeah. So fight fight probably gonna start at six a.m. So feel free to come down the night before. I mean, I'll be I'll actually be closer to your way in a month. Ooh, May se- it's May seventh. 
Uh, oh wait, that's a, it's not April seventh. I'm I'm already thinking it's April. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be what are you there. What are you doing down this these this way? Unless state it's, bowling. State bowling tournament. I'm I'm. That, God, that's what I'm talking about right there. When is the Two Beers podcast actually going to get a sponsorship patch on your bowling jersey? That's what I want to know. When I get a bowling jersey. We'll, we'll buy you one. <laughs> what color do you we? want it to be? Now, now we're a we. Now we're a we. <laughs> you. I got to, I got, I have to like go on and, and actually find. It. So message to like all of these bowling jersey companies that are out there of which there are several of which was i know it's going to shock a lot of people but there are a lot of them out there uh none of them have a live preview of like what you're building which is kind of annoying so maybe upgrade your website so you can play around and see the colors and everything without having to go back and forth with an artist that listen you have never seen design three of them i'll pay for them I, I will put my name as your sponsor on there of the Two Beers podcast. Jordan White of the Two Beers podcast. <laughs> Drew, Drew can then sponsor some other thing and say, Drew Tomoski, I need to change the name of my podcast. Uh, I mean, I'm down. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. What, what? How much are they a shirt? Like 125? Uh, I, don't, I don't even remember. The Two Balls podcast. The Two Balls podcast. Yeah. Hey. We were gonna rename our team Blue Balls this year, and nice. uh, a guy, a guy at work, like uh, made us this awesome logo. It was kind of like a Chris Farley-inspired, uh, you know, dude holding two blue bowling balls, like in the general area of his groin. Um, it was wonderful, and one of the women on my team was like, "I'm not wearing that." Uh, <laughs> there's always, there's always one. I know. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, well, you let me know. We'll we'll buy them. We'll put the patch on. You you can have whatever ever. F- Wait, what are they? Are they called? What are they called? In a jersey or a kit? A fit? Yeah, they're what, jerseys. They're jerseys. Whatever jersey you, you're gonna perform your best in. That that's that's what we want to get on on your body. And then we want the the two beers patch just right there on the left sleeve. That way, oh, when yeah, you that's... when you slam a, a strike and you say, "Who do you think you are? I am," and you do, <laughs> and you have the two thumbs pointing right to yourself, you just see the two beers logo just right there on the sleeve. So I love it. It'd be it'd be awesome. Yeah. Do you ever do like the like the Steph Curry like you you roll and you just know it's gonna be a strike, so you just turn and you just put your hands up and don't even watch it and just listen. No, because no. whenever I've tried to like even just walk them out like what we call it you know when you just see it heading towards the pocket the bowl the bowl the bowling gods then they, they give you the finger yeah then i yeah. end up leaving like stone tens or like stone eights or that kind of shit so i just i stand there and patiently God. watch them pray. i gotta start bowling that's like so that sounded so cool stone stone ten and stone eights oh man <laughs> that sounded so cool uh, oh man oh all God. right uh, did we, so? Did we have any memes that we liked this week? I I did. I, I haven't really because we're early. We're we're recording on a Tuesday. I, I didn't even really keep really the meme factory out. Yeah, me. Yeah, me either. I haven't. I don't think I've seen any. Casey, did you see any memes this week that caught your eye? Uh, I mean, there's some. Not to continue the bowling talk, but there's there's just one account that I follow called Savage Bowling Memes, and they've they've got a couple that are always out that are pretty good. Uh, care to share what they were? Uh, there's one that says, 
it's showing this kind of like shocked uh, shocked looking guy uh, and it says thinking you're winning and then realizing the handicap isn't in the computer yet <laughs> which Damn. hits me pretty hard being Damn. a scratch bowler and thinking that I've got stuff in the bag and then realizing that I'm giving like 30 pins to somebody and then go oh crap guess we didn't win that game man that's a good one um uh da -da -da. all right well let's wrap up beer one and then crack beer two we wanted to get to beer two w before the first hour struck before the struck the clock struck 10 or midnight or whatever the thing is guzzle your beers go Glug, glug, glug. Okay, tall boy down. We ready to assume positions? Every time Drew's about to like cough or sneeze, you get this like. <gasps> I, I'm trying. I'm trying to time it a little bit better, man. Sorry. Oh, getting... Sounds like you're entering a vortex. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm getting. All I'm getting. I'm getting choked. I'm getting choked up now too. Watching. Uh, watching Pal's uh, jersey get retired. For the Lakers? Yeah. Pau Gasol? Yeah. Oh, that's 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 bogus. Oh yeah? Yeah. I thought you I thought you said Powell and I was like Miles with Seton Hall. <laughs> like I didn't know we were Oh god, no, God. <laughs> we're not bogus. I I disagree. Pau Gasol sucks. You suck. Lakers suck. You suck. You suck. Fucking can't wait till me and Pau Gasol are rolling fucking stone tens in Vegas without you. I hope you do. <laughs> Assume uh, positions for the world-famous two-brew salute for beer number two. Three, two, one. Skadoosh. Uh, I'm following up my, what, was this eight or nine percenter? Following up my, like, eight percenter with a Coors Light this week. Eight percent followed by a Coors Light. Uh, Drew, what do you got? Sipping on my Tennessee whiskey. It's better Case, this time. Still the moonshine? Still the moonshine. Got moonshine in the trunk. I got Coors Light. Mountains of blue. I forget the... Is that actually... Is that how the, the, the rest of the song goes? Yep. Yeah. Don't know what the hell song I'm, you're talking about. I'm off on my page. It's, about, a, pa it's sure. a Paisley. Moonshine in the trunk. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you're uh, you're a Paisley guy. I am. Is that a new song? No, no. It's an old. It's a, well, uh, it's probably like five. It's like five years old. That album. Oh yeah, no, that's new. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. The main attraction. This is what we're all here for. This is the way to not take your helmet off. Play with Grogu. Travel the galaxy between episode 6 and 7. And fight bad guys. And then meet Ahsoka and get the Darksaber back. But then you showed Bill Burr your face, and now you need to go to the waters. God, how good is that song? So good. It so, is. just so tremendous. So I had to, I had to make sure I timed that perfectly for the good part, so that ads didn't like come on. Do you guys like my lyrics? <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was good. It's good. I mean, I'm mad at you now, but it was good. I'll give you your credit. 
Um, yeah, so, all right. Mando, Season 3, Episode 1. Last week, Drew and I gave our hopes and dreams. Uh, I already got a little bit of Katie Sack off here, just casually, just chilling in the... Uh, that was a good... It wasn't a meme, but somebody did a funny skit of Katie Sack off. Just like... <laughs> like... No, mom, I don't have the dark saber back. I'm not gonna. I can't just ask for. Oh crap! Crap! Someone's here. At casual. At casual. Uh, how how do people sit in thrones? How do people sit in thrones? <laughs> she just See, like. Like wasn't, like wasn't her handle something like knock off like knock off sack off or something like that? Oh, that's what? great if it was. <laughs> that is great if it was. I gotta, I gotta go, go back, back and try and find that. Oh, well, I know it's in our message, like in our group. It chat is in our group stuff. chat. Yeah. Um. It was either like low rent Bo-Katan or there was something like that. <laughs> oh, there it is. So two two hilarious random streams before we get serious with with the episode. Um, what was how, what was it the old that, that was that just like a, a five below CP three O that was in this episode? Like is that where where did where did Apollo Creek get that like fake C three PO? Like that was just like a no- <laughs> knockoff, right? There, no, there's there multiple other... multiple of those. I mean, I mean, like it was, it, it was gold. It, I mean, it, it, it literally looked like some like a little kid asked like his mom for a C three pit for Christmas, and she forgot and went into Five Below the night before and bought that fucking thing. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, is that that supposed to be like a fake C three PO? Kirkland brand three PO. Um, and just another. It wasn't a meme, but it was pretty hilarious. Uh, we ah, oh, what is? I won't be able to find it. This this awesome Instagram reel handle. I'm not like a big Instagram reel guy, like usually, but there's this one reel that just like I don't know how they do it, but they watch clips from Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, and like all the Star Wars, and this guy just like somehow superimposes on his face like the face of characters from these oh, shows. Oh, that the comedian guy. Is it? Oh, is he actually like a? Is he a, a like a well known yeah. comedian? Well, I don't know if he's well known, but he's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't realize that. All right. It's Charlie. So it's uh, Charlie Hopkinson. Give him his. Oh yeah. Was, his name was Discount Bo-Katan, Was that chick? Yeah, that's right. Um, it was so. So they did one. So the Star Wars. It's usually Obi Wan's face. Uh, Qui Gon. Um, Anakin. Of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, he has the impressions. The voices of all of them. And it was so funny. So the opening scene is uh, basically a Mandalorian uh, baptism. And this giant, like, fucking croc- crocodile comes out of the water and, like, tries to, like, I guess attempts to eat people, but only successfully somehow and eats one Mandalorian. And they're on their jetpacks trying to, like, they got harnesses in them trying to bring them to the water. And I, I was laughing my ass off when they did, like, a spoof of that. He's like, it's a crocodile. They're trying to drown it. It lives in the water, for God's sakes. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't see that. I was, I said it to you guys. I was after. Oh, did you? Yeah. Maybe you didn't watch, maybe you didn't watch it because you, uh, you hadn't seen it yet. But I just said it to you. It was so funny. It's like, it's a crocodile. It lives under the water, for God's sakes. Like, what would drown it? How would you drown it? I was dying. Shout Charlie out to Hopkins that dude. Four. Yeah, he, he's hilarious. He, yeah, his, his stuff is so, just so good. And then later in the same scene, it was uh, it was Grogu, Grogu using the forest to, like, spin his chair. And he's like, is that what is that part of the, is that what they're teaching you? Well, it was part of the training. It's <laughs> so good, dude. This guy is great, man. Shout out to that should have been my real shout out to him. So, 
Nice. But all right, that was those are just my like random like funny thoughts watching the episode. I was gonna like I was just like this is just this is gold. What did you have? What did what did uh, did you have an outline you wanted to go through Jo the episode? No, no, I just wanted to hear Casey riff on it. Riff on it. Um, it seems like it seems like the whole this whole episode is gonna be about the past or the season. I'm sorry, the season is gonna be about the past of. The character. So, like, so far, it's kind of been forward-looking. The first two... We talked about it last week, crazy, like, Casey. How crazy this this thing hasn't been on the air for two years. It, it is. It's it, nuts, I mean, right? It, it just... It doesn't feel like two years because they keep putting out content. You know, it's not like... It, and they the injected that, Mando and Grogu into Boba Fett. Yeah, exactly. So that ended up essentially becoming, like, the de facto, you know, like... Mando season two season. and a half, yeah. Exactly, yep. Yeah, and they're using. I almost feel like the the first couple of seasons of Mando, like as great as they've been, like they're they're almost using this. I read this a very long time ago, but the longer this goes, the more I think it's actually accurate. Is that Mando was like their their sort of like backdoor like pilot for all of these other shows that have been coming out or that are in the works that will be coming out. Yeah. So, like, they keep introducing, like, different things. So, like, oh, like, Boba Fett's coming back, and then now there's a Boba Fett show. And then they use the Boba Fett show to tie it back to Mando. But then in in all of that, then, like, there's Ahsoka, and Ahsoka show is coming out. And so... God. Yeah, I mean, it just, it feels like there's a lot more... It, whether it's a, whether it's intended to be like a backdoor pilot, you know, for all these other spinoffs or jumping off points or whatever, they're I think it, they're just taking much more care to, to to actually play to the whole continuity bit, so that there isn't this like wild, like there's all this content going around right now, but it is going to tie together, and I almost feel like they're trying to pull a Marvel with this where there's just all these different things and all these different characters and it's going to tie to, like, something. And that something is going to end up being probably, like, you know, the how the First Order becomes the First Order. Hmm. Like, the, just from timeline standpoint, like, it has to be going that way. Gotcha. All right, so now... And then I'll let you talk about the episode, my last thing. And for listeners, because it's been two years. It, tell me if I'm correct. Season two of Mandalorian... Ended with Goff or wait, got wait, Moff Gideon, who mm-hmm. also known as Gus Fring, uh, he had Grogu on his destroyer ship, and Mando and uh, Katie Sackoff and Sasha Banks went to go save him, and then ultimately Luke came and saved the day. Yes. What's, wait, yeah. that was in Mando. Hold on. Wait, 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 So that's how season two of Mando ended. But in the middle of Boba Fett, after Boba Fett was getting bad ratings, and then on the fly they reached, they just basically CGI CGI in the whole Mandalorian angle. In Boba Fett is where Mando went to go visit Grogu on the Jedi Island with Ahsoka and Luke, and then Grogu got reunited with him and then they that's how they ended up together now correct boom oh. all right okay I thought, in my mind i thought that was all part of uh boba i for for whatever reason i thought the season ended with um the the outlaw guy being like um getting killed 
Or is that how Boba ended? That's how Boba ended. Ah, with Cad, okay. With Cad Bane. With Cad, Cad yeah, Bane getting, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the blue guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was how Boba ended. Okay. Got yeah, it. Moff or yeah, Moff Gideon was not in Boba Fett. Correct. Right. Okay. Got it. But he's got not it. dead. They did not kill him. No. Yes. Okay. They just they, they kind of alluded to it. And was like, oh, well, he's kind of being evaluated by top men or whatever, whatever their equivalent of that was. But yeah. Um. But yeah, like season two ended with that, like th- them all being like cornered on the on the star destroyer, and then Luke's X-wing pulls up, and then Luke like kills all of like the dark troopers. Yeah. Um. And then takes. Oh yeah. Ogre Gosh, the dark troopers. Him. Yeah, like that was pretty cool because like Mando gets his ass kicked, you know, essentially, and then they're like, we don't know what we're gonna do, and then here comes Luke, just like calling darks or dark troopers for fun. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's where that's where we left off with the Mandalorian. So now he's got Grogu, he's got the dark yeah, he does. He did not. There was no coitus with Katie Sackoff or Sasha Banks that we know of. No. Correct. And do we know where Bill Burr's character went? Not that he's relevant, but not yet. He didn't. He didn't go to the destro- on the destroyer with them. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. All right. Cool. So, what did you think of the season premiere of? Season three of Mandalorian. I think it is. I thought the first episode was okay. I agree. Like, it, like it wasn't like whoa, you know, like that was worth two years of waiting or whatever. But yeah. it wasn't like yes, it wasn't awful. It just it, if you look historically, like even like the first episode of Mando way back was like kind of it was kind of eh, and then they hit you with like yeah. the Baby Yoda thing at the very end, and you were like, oh, holy shit! Like what? Yeah. Um. But they tend to do this where in all of these series, like, I feel like every time I come on, like, we say the same thing, but it's true that, like, the first couple of episodes of every season of every live-action show that they've released has been kind of, eh, like, it's building to something. Yeah. So, you just kind of take that for what it's worth and go, like, okay, well, he's, he's clearly going to Mandalore, which is awesome, you know, because we haven't seen Mandalore since, I think, the, like, the Clone War or Rebels um rebels so this is car- uh, car- we saw man we saw mandalore in the cartoons yes yeah okay. but we didn't see it we didn't see the purge in rebels so like that exploring that is kind of interesting um and then just going back to where there's a lot of like a lot of history you know like surrounding the dark saber there's history with maul there's history with ahsoka there's just there's history with bo-katan obviously there's just a lot of like stuff that they can explore there, um, but just seeing what it looks like post purge and maybe finding out some more details around like what actually happened with the purge and all of that just like that's that's what I'm kind of excited about. Um, you you think they're going to show flashbacks all that stuff? I think they almost have to. Just like he can't just show up at a planet you know and have it be like you know bombed to glass and just kind of be like oh this is where I grew up. Uh-huh. Guess I'll just find that. Yeah, but doesn't he know water. about all that already? He knows about it, but we haven't seen it, and he doesn't. And he got he had to have gotten out somehow. So how did he? How did he get off? You, you think we're getting some kind of backstory? Well, yeah, I, I guess so. So two things there. One, I, I guess you know, 
I guess that random Jawa probably told him a little bit about it, right? That had, had just happened to have that like sacred artifact from Mandalore. Probably. Um, I, don't, I don't think we're getting backstory. I, th I, I think that's going to come in um, Ahsoka's thing. No. Yeah, I doubt uh, that. Okay. Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's thing was actually alluded to in this episode. So, so was he on... So the only thing we've gotten of Mando as a kid was when there was, like, this attack on some random village where, like, his parents died and he was just, like, in some, like, like hidden, like, cage underground. And then a Mandalor the Ma uh, Mandalorian, like, found him and saved him. Was that Mandalore? I I didn't I didn't yeah. I didn't think that Mando actually was from Mandalore, but like he just became part of the underground society because he was an orphan and they they found him and he just you know this this is the way. No, my it, my take on it was he was on Mandalore, and they relocated, and then that event like, happened. Like the purge, like he because like the what was it like the Dark Trooper kind of like opens up the or not the Dark Trooper it was a B two. Uh, one of like going back to like the prequels um yeah like, and then you know, a, the, a mandalorian like kills the thing right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yep. so i think that's all part of the purge that he and then because he was saved by you know this death watch group of of mandalorians like the cult that bo calls them um i think that's how he gets into the cult but it doesn't okay. really get into like how he got i assume like because they they had ships of their own so i assume like they took him in and they you know, saw what was going on, and went, we gotta get the hell out of here, and then they took him away, or whatever, so, um, I'm assuming that's all, like, what happened, like, with him being sort of, like, a foundling, mm -hmm. but, you know, it just, it's been, like, very, like, the, that, that that exact flashback scene that, that you described is all we've really gotten, Yeah, you know, for his parents being, like, stay here, and then, presumably, they get blown up, and then he's about to die and get saved, and, you know, then becomes the Mando that we see now yeah yeah and we've never we've never even had like like a like a quick like flash scene of like old mandalore right even like destroyed nope. her in its old like state the only thing we got was in i think it was in this episode with all the with all the bombers like heading heading to mandalore and basically like getting ready to turn it into a glass factory if like that was that was it but there hasn't been anything like on the ground like, yeah what life, here's a what question what like. it looks like okay yeah the whole crocodile thing the opening scene where was that great question it's just where they're hiding now right it's yeah. like wherever the mandalore's relocated to and like i feel like they're cheating that kid who's getting baptized because like <laughs> they're like oh you're only really in the cult if you get baptized in the waters of mandalore well, so it's like what they t or they're telling you know uh, Jin what is his name Jin Dinjarin Dinjarin yeah so and, and then they're like except for this kid he he, he could be baptized here with this crocodile and he's in so I thought it was going to be a two beers podcast effect because so last week and I don't know if you listened last of course you listen you listen every week right Casey so we talked about um, our hopes and dreams for the season and of course Joey was very Katie Sackoff focused. And yeah, we, we we got into a conversation about why she doesn't wear the helmet, and so I thought the crocodile scene was a flashback, and the girl getting baptized was Katie Sackhoff's character, 
and as because because as because she never actually takes the oath, she didn't doesn't actually well, say the yeah, words. Yeah, you would think you would think that at first, but then they show Grogu, and it's like, oh well. Oh no, yeah, I know, but I, that's uh, as soon as as soon as she was about to take the oath and say the part about the helmet, and then the, it got er- interrupted. I'm like, oh, this is that this is totally. I was like, I'm already. I already think this is a flashback of Katie Sackoff. This is definitely Katie Sackoff now. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, once you see Grogu and and Jindar and yeah, or Dinjar, and you're like, oh yeah, definitely not. But that's how I thought. I thought we were gonna get the uh, the explanation to our question about her, why she, why her, Sasha Banks, and the other rando, uh, they don't wear the helmet. Why don't? Why, Casey, you probably know the answer to that. Yeah, because yeah, it's the it's the sect that that he's part of. Ah, like that's that's, that's what I thing, said. Is they. Yeah, like they they don't take it off, but literally every other Mandalorian that we've seen through the cartoons and everything like have taken their helmet. Like even Boba Fett like takes his helmet off. Like there was a whole series yeah. about Boba Fett. So yeah, um, you know, in live action, and then even you know back in the prequels, like Jango, like his helmet was off all the time. So it, none of none of that was a it was a thing like that's what like my biggest gripe kind of initially with it was was like oh like we're mandalorians and then it was like oh wait he's like when they finally made that connection to the death watch i was like oh okay now i get it but even back then like there were i thought i feel like mm, i'd have to go back and double check this but i feel like gar saxon was another death watch mando and he his helmet was off frequently too so it was just kind of like this new, like, made-up thing that I was like, but this doesn't this doesn't add up with anything that you've shown us through the cartoons, um, with Mandalorians not removing their helmets. But apparently, this is the thing, like, with this sect or with this group, and because he did take it off, now he's you know an outcast and a pariah or whatever they ended up or an, an apostate. Like, with the, I think it was the name of the episode. Yeah, that was the name of the episode. Are they uh, are are they the true Mandalores and everyone else is just posers or is it not really like that? It just happens. that's what that's what they believe. I that's what they believe. But yeah, there there was infighting back in I think it was in Rebels between like like the Death Watch Mandalorians and like the regular people of Mandalore and and like their fighters and that kind of thing. Like there was a lot of like almost like Civil War ish kind of stuff. Um, and I believe Bo-Katan ended up flipping sides. I have to check that one again too. But yeah, so it it was just like a lot of stuff just hasn't added up from that to me. And then seeing, I guess like where I'm struggling right now with Mando is why he feels he needs to go back to Mandalore to gain acceptance back with this cult sect again. When, that's clearly, the way. when when there's plenty of them that aren't right and when he's well, made it, i guess his like, heart is is in it right it's just that that one time he just had to like for for i guess survival purposes he had to break it yeah but his heart is but, truly in it other than that one time it it is like i said like i just kind of like i'm i've been looking at it going He's already been working with Bo-Katan and and her and her little you know group or whatever. He's he's met Boba Fett, and he's worked with Boba Fett, so he has all these other allies that, that he doesn't need. You know this group that it maybe it's like a loyalty because they raised him like that's probably what it is, 
but he's been out there in the world doing things, meeting other Mandalorians, other people like him that are not in this crazy cult kind of, you know, mentality, and yet he feels compelled to go back to Mandalore and just rebaptize himself or whatever to to be able to be like good with his with his original group again. Yeah, it's like well, he he, he broke like a hundred different like man, Mando Mando laws, but uh, taking <laughs> taking the helmet off that's 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 where that's where he drew the line of I gotta go I gotta go bathe in the uh, in the Diamond Ocean or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, um, I mean, and now he has the dark saber, so technically he's like the the heir and the yeah the, he's, he's the winner he's the, anyway. Right, like, he could dub himself the true the true sect anyway. Yeah. Exactly, like he's the rightful ruler of Mandalore now. So like, I like how is... she was like, "Yeah, wave that thing around; they'll do anything you say." Yeah, but she, like she said, it so nonchalant. Were we were we supposed to know where she was and what the maybe maybe that was something? She in... she was in like I think her her castle, like her clan, used to be like a big deal. And yeah, where was she? She was on the out, out, like one of the outer planets of Mandalore or something. Yeah, there. It's like anything. Like there's like other like Mandalore's got like you know satellite planets or whatever around it, and she was on. I one thought of that's those. what it said. Yeah. Did it say? And that? she has she has some big army. I thought it was just her her and the two the two other people, but apparently she has some big army that follows her. The, her family had like a pretty decent following of, of like people like you know guards and whatever else too so i don't know if it carried down through the generations or, okay. or any of that kind of stuff but presumably yeah it might have might have might been worth a CG, couple cgi dollars to get some of those uh soldiers outside the castle so we could have got <laughs> so we could have got an idea that it wasn't just like her like you know playing chicken and uh hanging out on that throne like yeah it's got a bunch of a bunch of soldiers here too so don't don't try anything funny with that dark saber uh, I mean, it did. It, I thought it was actually like pretty well done that, that scene anyway, because she she at one time was given the dark saber by Sabine Wren, and then somehow she obviously lost it. I guess to Moff Gideon, but they still well, haven't really shown how that all happened. I don't think. I mean, we can guess the obvious, but let's continue. <laughs> let's continue. Um, so, like, there was that whole thing at the end of season two where he was like, well, I don't want this stupid thing. Like, here, you take it. And she wouldn't take it because she's taken it, it before. Right. And she had she had taken it before without winning it. So there was this whole, like, because her, you know, leadership, C or whatever, was, like, doomed from the beginning because she didn't win it in battle. Mm. So now she, like, when Mando was like, well, here, take it. And she's like, no, I can't, because I already went down this road before, and it didn't work out so hot for me. Um, so I think, like, her just being, like, sullen and, you know, just sulking on the on her own, you know, throne in her own, her own castle, just kind of being like, oh, yeah, well, whatever, just wave that thing around. I was going to say, know. all I know is if I, wo- if I showed up to Bo-Katan's castle and she just... T- told me to start waving that thing around I, I'd probably just melt into the ground <laughs> just pass out yep here's something uh, that just came across uh, uh, my my phone here John Favreau clarifying Mando seasons 1 and 2 take place over many years and Grogu spent two years training with Luke oh wow that's bizarre that is bizarre two years According to John Favreau, I mean, 
what what the hell does that guy know? But I mean, that's according to Favreau. How how slow is that thing? That it only all all it learned in two years was how to spit himself in a fucking chair. Well, it's still more training than any other Jedi we've seen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true. I mean, that, the midichlorian count's got to be like negative. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. Ren's 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 uh, using mind control on stormtroopers with like, zero, like with zero training or even knowing what the Force <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, they explain Gro- the Gro- Gro- Grogu. Yeah, Grogu's got two years under his belt with like the greatest Jedi of all time, and uh, you know all he can do is spit himself in a freaking chair. That's gra- great. Gra- grab like a coffee bean out of a stack and like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ren, 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 they, like, explain it to her. Two hours later, she's ripping uh, uh, spaceships out of the sky. Oh, you mean this thing that you found out about just now that you are now judging me for not believing in? <laughs> yeah, none of – I mean, Luke Luke himself got, what, like six minutes of training? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if that. Oh, so still, good. Still one of the best lines is, is uh, when he's uh, – you know, doing the training, and he can't lift his X-Wing out of the swamp, and then Yoda does, and Luke goes, I can't believe it. That is why you fail. <laughs> so good. Or he say can't or don't. I don't believe it, or I can't believe it. Which which one? Casey? You remember? Uh, I don't. Ah, don't remember either, but either way, same message. Yoda, that is why you fail. That is why you fail. That's why I tell Drew all, all the time, you know, he just whines and complains, and I just say, that is why you fail. Um, uh, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so we're think you're thinking we're getting some backstory here on, on Mandalore. For some reason, I wasn't able to follow. You said that it's not coming in the Ahsoka series. Um, yeah, she. there wouldn't be any reason really... For her to go to Mandalore, yeah, she's she's like the plot of that one is supposed to be, and they kind of did this. Was Ahsoka in, on Mandalore? At one time, she she's been. She to had Mandalore. the dark saber, right? No, she didn't. Oh, okay. But she went to Mandalore and confronted Maul in the throne room. That I'm expecting to see, like remnant or like like dilapidated or whatever like the old throne that he used to sit on like where the person who held the is dark it made saber, of iron <laughs> i like I, i'll send you a picture of of a uh like a diorama that i got in the mail like that i ordered but it's pretty freaking sweet but she she and maul fought in the throne room on mandalore okay and like i'm just expecting to see like that, like the the remnants or like the the ruins or whatever of that palace and that throne room in this series. Okay, but is this is this the Darth Maul, the Darth Maul that had eight legs? No, this is after Darth Maul was rescued by. He was halved like Dewey Cox is dead. <laughs> okay, he was halved. There's science that could put tops back with bottoms. He he had eight legs. And then got rescued by his brother, like Savage Opress, and brought back to. Uh, why am I blanking on the the name of the planet Dathomir, where the Night Sisters were, and they used their literal magic and restored him to two mechanical legs, and kind of he was in like a very bad place, like mentally, and was just like a 
Well, sure. All of a sudden, he went from two legs to eight. I get it. Eight. Well, yeah, and then back to two again. But then he became like obsessed with like getting back at Kenobi and and all this. So, like, it's a really really cool. Once you get over the whole like him surviving and like having eight legs thing, like that was weird. But like after that, the whole arc just gets like really cool. So he's allegedly, I thought, was supposed to make an appearance in flashbacks in the Ahsoka series. Um, but she, she's out hunting for Grand Admiral Thrawn in trying to find her friend Ezra Bridger. And there was, they alluded to it, there was like a little Easter egg in, like very early on in this, in this episode of, of, uh, or the season premiere of Mando, where Mando's like asleep in hyperspace and Grogu looks out and sees the whales. Yeah. The last time we saw those, which are called Pergil, they they can travel through hyperspace, clearly, like as you saw on the show there. But the significance of it is the last time that we saw Thrawn and Ezra they were kind of, like, wrapped up, like, in a ship sort of thing. Uh, I think if it was Thrawn's ship or Thrawn's capital ship or whatever, but the they became entangled in, like, the Pergil's, like, sort of, like, tentacles or whatever, and then launched off into hyperspace because that's what they can do. Like, they, they, they themselves can go into hyperspace. So it was, like, this little nod to be like oh wait there's the whales or there's these like there's the pergil mando's not seeing it grogu sees it but that's kind of like if you follow them maybe you can find where thrawn and ezra have been hanging out this whole time Hmm. so as soon as i saw them like i literally like out loud to and my wife had no clue what was going on because yeah neither did i you know, it was just like she just kind of looked at it and went, "Oh, that's different." And I and I was like, "No, you literally don't understand the significance of this. Like, this is like so. If you follow big. the whales, they could, they could. Why could they lead you to Ezra Bridger? Or, or, the, yeah, because like the very the the very last time, and I found an article. Um, let me that I think sums it up a little bit better than what I'm trying to get across. But let's let me find it. Uh, blah 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 blah. Alright, so first, this is from uh, like Den of Geek, but first introduced in the Rebels animated series, these starship-sized creatures live in deep space, traveling across the galaxy through hyperspace routes. They not only have the ability to travel at light speed, but also navigate hyperspace without crashing into planets, moons, or stars. That said, they have been the cause of ship accidents in space, um, you know, when they collided at light speed, but um, where was the... Oh, really? When when a ship collides with a whale at light speed, it, it causes a wreck? I'm sur- yeah, it doesn't go so well. Yeah, I'm surprised. So, okay. So, Pergil, actually, the reason Thrawn and Ezra disappeared from the known galaxy at the end of the animated series, Ezra, who's able to connect and communicate with Pergil, like, similar to how, like, Ray communicated with that you know, python or snake or whatever uh, in the tar pits and all of that kind of, like, through the force and everything. Okay. Uh, um, 
as well as other animals through the forest, uses these creatures to defeat Thrawn's fleet during the Battle of Lothal in the days just before the start of the original trilogy. In order to remove the Imperial fleet from the battlefield, Ezra has the Pergil wrap their tentacles around the ships and send them into hyperspace to the parts unknown. Since Ezra was on Thrawn's Star Destroyer when the Pergil attacked, effectively sacrificing himself to save his home planet, he disappeared along with the villain Thrawn, not to be seen again during the Galactic Civil War. So, bringing that whole thing back, seeing these Pergil in this show, shows that they're still in existence, they're still doing their thing, they're still out there in, in deep space and everything, but that that was like a nod to maybe it maybe it's only an easter egg or whatever but it yeah. was one of those things that like i saw and went hey mando wake the hell up and like yeah i never would, I, ne I never would have put two and two together you know like follow those things and call your friend ahsoka and and go find thrawn and ezra but that's probably going to be uh. like the whole basis of the ahsoka show gotcha either way really cool easter egg if that's all it was at minimum yeah i Never even knew. I was like, are those whales? I was like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure those are whales. Uh, whatever. Let's just move on. That, that's yeah. that's how I saw them. Yeah. Yeah, significant Easter egg, but cool one anyway. Um. Okay, so just to wrap up. Um. Again. Grogu, Mando, they're going to go back, try and get in the waters. Mando visited, in the first scene, some planet we don't know of. They told him to go f talk to... What, what they told they told him to go talk to Bo? Is that, was that what the... Uh, what, uh, that was something I had trouble putting together. Like, why, why did he go... Back to like that head Mando lady, and then separately go talk to Bo. Like why, why didn't he just go straight to the waters after talking to that first lady? Probably story building, but he's trying to. I think he went to Bo to see if he if she would help him. Okay. And then when she was just like, yeah, basically like you know, go do it yourself. Like I don't I don't care. You know, <laughs> like gotcha. she's she's I think like kind of just still very sore loser-ish about not getting the Darksaber off of Gideon. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it's basically gonna be uh, Mando versus the planet that's in disrepair and crumbling and there, she said, she warned him that they were like raiders, right? On, on Mandalore at this point. I mean, she basically was just like, if you're gonna go there, like, you know, the, the, the whole things that was, did I make this up or, did she say like the whole thing was a uh, like a myth, like the the waters, like that there's like mythical powers or whatever in the waters, like they're just it's just water, like there's nothing. Uh, there's she, nothing I think she did say, like, allude to something about that, yeah. Like the mines have been destroyed and and whatever else and and that kind of stuff, so. It just it came off as very like very sour grapes that he still had the dark saber and she yeah. did. <laughs> and at, at this point, again, what do we expect to see uh, Gideon and like 
Is there going to be, like, what? Do we, what's Grogu's arc at this point, do we think? Just wrapping up here, I guess. I, it, I still have, I still go back to the only way this ends with him is that he, he either dies or he ends up back at, like, Luke's daycare for kids where he's training Kylo Ren. Yeah, that's got to be one or the other, right? Like, or he just, like, becomes, like, some recluse and just, like, you know, like every other Jedi when moments of peril in the galaxy happen and they just go into hiding and don't do shit. Like, that... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> no. I mean, you, you, don't, you, no. Don't, you don't have to convince me that the Jedi are uh, an, over, an overrated group in like, this, in this we, saga. I think we've discussed that at length before, anyway, that it was like, oh, shit's getting real in the galaxy, guess I'll go into hiding. <laughs> Um, Snow Snoke's like ten feet from, or not Snoke. Uh, Palpatine Palpatine's ten feet from them, like orchestrating this huge cuckoo, and nobody can figure it out. And then the guy's like, the guy's like, you know, making clones of himself for fifty years, and not one single Jedi knows that this is like going on. Force it, it, the force, the force couldn't tell you that, pal. Well, and they bring like what five of them, or, like to the to the throne room to Je come through. Jesus, three of them don't even make it through the friggin' door. Just <laughs> still like one of the funniest things in that entire prequel series. Ah, oh, so good, so oh. good. All right, um, <laughs> so we don't know. <laughs> so good. Oh my god, <laughs> so absolutely ridiculous. Oh man, Sam so Jackson. What were we saying though with Grogu? We just we we're not sure of his arc. I, oh, he's got to be one or the other. Yeah, he's I feel like you're gonna or, or, yeah, or yeah, be be in the training for Kylo. Yeah, I feel like well, I feel like like I said, I feel like this season's gonna be a lot about the past, whereas the other ones have kind of been forward looking. I, I feel like we will get more of how Grogu survived Order sixty six, and yeah. like maybe a little bit um, of in between from when Mando uh, went to go kill him. Yeah. Because I guess, well, I, I guess Order 66, and correct me if I'm wrong here, let me see if I can, like, rough rough ball this like I did uh, Adonis' Creed boxing record, which I was spot on, by the way, J.O. I went back and that watched. That was beautiful. Uh, I love it. Uh, it was great. I, and I, I hit it right on the head. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous if, if, if Stephen A. Smith didn't muff up the line. Um, so Order 66 – and episode four is like eighteen years, right? That sounds about right. Like let's let's call was... it twenty. Let's just let's spitball. Let's call it twenty. Yeah. Um, it Mando is supposed to take place roughly five years after episode six, I think. Yep. So we got twenty five years, and I don't know how much time lapses between four and six what do you think three years maybe how many years yeah. do you think it's supposed yeah. to actually happen sure. between there let's just call it 30 years so like groger's been hanging around for like 30 years and no one knows what like what his deal is yeah basically right roughly yeah, it's like six years. There's between episode four and five is about three years. Between episode five and six is another one to three years. All right, so twenty five and so thirty one, about thirty thirty between thirty and thirty three, we'll call it. And then between six and seven is thirty years. Yes. Yeah. Which is where we're at with this show. 
in no. between that. In between, yeah, we're in the in between range, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so like Grogu, so Grogu was around. We don't know how old he was when Order sixty six happened, but he's at least thir- oh, he's fifty. They tell you he's fifty yeah, years old, the say, child. He's fifty. That's yeah. what I say. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's like tw- so he's twenty at the time of Order sixty six. Roughly, give or take. yeah, give yeah. or take. All right, cool. All right, yeah. So maybe we'll get some uh, behind the scenes on what was going on. Uh, what was going on in that hatch? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um. Sounds good. So, do we have an in conclusion here, or are we just what? What? what we, what's our What's our final thoughts here going into the rest of the season? Um. I and I I kind of disagree. I feel like the first, and maybe it's just been so long. I feel like the first. The first two episodes, like the first episode of season one and season two of Mando, was like very like action packed. Was it? And like, oh man, that was like really good. Well, Dude, well, the first, I, the, I, the very first episode is where he finds Grogu, right? Yeah, and like he has the fight with Ig and or I and they like the Raiders and all those other people, and like they storm that little, you know, building or whatever, and Ig continues to like want to go into self-destruct mode and he keeps telling him no don't do that and yeah. so there's a little bit of like comic relief with it and then it ends with him being like oh wait what the hell is this little like it's a child yeah so it had it had a fight scene this one had a fight scene it was just at the beginning of the episode with a bunch of mandalorians trying to drown a crocodile yeah but that yeah yeah but even like even like the end of the first very first episode of the pilot season was like dope where it's like all right he's got the gun and he's about to kill grogu but bam he shoots that robot yeah 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 he kills he kills ig and yeah. kills him or whatever and then like reprograms him yeah so that was, was pretty, that was so yeah, yeah so that was cool um i can't i feel like i feel like the premiere of season two was like was that like the pregnant lizard wasn't there like some pregnant lizard they were like harvesting or smuggling and thought that was like episode two or three maybe i'm wrong yeah so maybe i have to go back and check it but uh yeah i hope i i just i again i i love backstory so i'm all about like going and revisiting like uh like mandal the mandalore of old and how some of this shit happened um it's only it's only eight episodes right that's That's what they've been i meant to look that up like a while ago and then i was just like i don't know i mean the first two seasons have each been eight episodes so i just i just assume that they're going to continue that trend and make this eight um well one's already down so they got to pick up the pace here yes so uh i hope and i hope that this season ends maybe not maybe i won't call it a cliffhanger but we get introduced to like a a a good bad guy that's really going to challenge mando here and grogu yeah, eight episodes. Um, yeah, good yeah. good call on having like a cool bad guy. That that kind of is, I, I I I agree with that. The rise of Snoke. That'll be that'll be the whole purpose of Mandalorian, just to like introduce Snoke and Jail lose his fucking mind. <laughs> you just you just blew my mind right now because that's, <laughs> that's that's just like that's scary accurate for what what like the John Favreau, Dave Filoni like Star Wars would do. Like, just, it's a dead-end plot, but they're just going to take you on so many twists and turns to take you through that dead end, and then just be like, yep, it's it's all about, 
introducing you to Snoke, and it would be like, <laughs> who, sir, who, who, had, who had zero purpose in the the three movies? What if Snoke is actually like uh, Grogu or like Din Djarin? Haven't we? I think we've. Uh, we, I think we've, we've well, talked about that. Yeah, we, I don't think we've ever flirted with Din Djarin, but like we've definitely talked about what if Grogu ends up like. What if Grogu teaches the Force to Din Djarin, and that's Snoke? Interesting. I kind of like it. That would be like a total mind warp, and I'd be like, "Why did they take us through Mando just to do Snoke?" But yeah, it it would, and I'd be pissed off at that point because Snoke's a clone that was created by Palpatine. Oh, really? Yeah, one of his clones. He he says in Episode Nine, like I created Snoke, and when Ren goes to to visit or to like when he first makes it to Exegol. In the in like those little like cloning tanks and stuff, like you can see things that were like creatures or whatever yeah. in those tanks that look like, like snow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I uh, learned something today. Like that's not to say that because I think the the link from Grogu to Snoke isn't one that's far fetched, since that's what they were. They were trying to get him because they wanted to oh, create like four sensitive clones. It was kind of what, you know, they, the, it was the Camino or the Kaminoans, anyway. It was the Kaminoan uh, research doctor or whatever that uh, Mando went and delivered Grogu to back in season one and then ended up like nearly killing the guy but didn't. And he had like a Kaminoan. Hmm. Um, like patch or whatever on his on his doctor outfit or whatever um so they that's where and then they get to what was it in season two and a half with boba where they ended up seeing like all of or was that in was that in andor i might be blending things together right now but either way like there were like there has been these hints of like cloning throughout and they wanted Grogu, presumably, at least what I thought anyway, was they wanted him to be able to create, like, Force-sensitive or imbue, like, either people with Force-sensitivity or, like, whether it's the midichlorian count. God, I fucking hope not. Like, I don't want to hear that <laughs> word ever again. But, you know, like, don't that, be a those hater. sorts of things. Oh, I'm going to hate on it, for sure, because it just seemed like such a cop-out like how do you quantify like that's what annoyed me was that they they were trying to like put a like a quantifier on someone's force sensitivity and it was just like the guy just you can't just accept that he's that he's that Anakin was just gifted like anyone else is gifted in anything like I'm a gifted better bowler than you, but you're a better like baseball player. I bet, than I bet, I am. I bet you, you're you're fucking metachlorine. I bet your metachlorine count is out the freaking roof. There, your 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 bowling metachlorians are. But but that's the, like I don't need a I don't need a number to tell me that I'm better at something than somebody else and that they're better at something than me. Like I can just accept the fact that they are more advanced in what they do than what I will ever be. Like that was the thing. And then they started putting like quantity numbers on it. It was like just oh why? Anyway, whatever. So it it, it seemed like they were trying to they want Grogu for research to be able to use his special powers or whatever or like his whatever is in his bloodstream to try and influence you know these their cloning program or to create 
the, I don't know, just making shit up like a super soldier kind of thing or whatever, like in going back to the Marvel Universe. That kind of thing is what I think they were trying to get Grogu for. But, <coughs> you know, who knows at this point. And now Grogu's, like, given up on becoming a Jedi because, of course, because it's just it's the Jedi way. But he's got attachment to Mando, and then Mando's trying to take him back to Mandalorian. So th there's just, like, there's a lot going on. But how it connects to the later... Like the sequel trilogy is kind of where we haven't really reached just yet. I kind of, I'm kind of hoping also that like they fast forward like the last season fast forwards like, you know, how many years you say between sixty or seventy? There's thirty between six and six and, six seven? and seven. I hope we yeah. just fast forward thirty years and it like they show a, a scene where you find out that like Mandu and Grogu were hanging out in that little village where uh, what do you call it? Um, where Kylo Ren first first gets uh, oh, a yeah. first where where you first meet Kylo Ren in the very first in in, in episode seven where he gets the uh, who I forget who's BB 8s master's name Poe right Poe yeah yeah where he's like where he catches Poe like just Jin Din Djarin and like Grogu are just like hanging out in one of like the random tents like you know just playing like you know hide the zucchini that's, or something that's the end of them yeah well no they don't die they're just hanging out there and they're like we should go help and it's like oh wait if we go help then we might get involved in this war that we swore not to be involved in and then bam episode like season ends that'd be just so delicious yeah and that's and no i don't think we've ever even like gone down that road of like all right well what where does where does din Djarin's story end because uh, you don't see he's question. not in the sequels yeah i mean my great guess question. is my guess is he's probably dead like, does he die saving Grogu? Like, is that like his yeah. final? Thing? Well, I mean, he's like he's a man, he's so yeah, he's. I mean, he's gonna. Yeah, well, he's. I mean, he, you figure he's 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 actually gonna die, like you know, of old age at some point. So he's probably. I guess he's what like forty between like forty or fifty. Are we? Maybe he's as old as Joel in Last of Us. So let's just let's just call it forty five. Maybe he's forty five here. Thirty years. Thirty years later, a guy's gonna be you know pushing eighty. In the so, in the second trilogies, so he's probably wait, dead. How how old did you say? Yeah, how old is he now? as Mando? Yeah. If I'm just using like the average of what I thought he was and what his age is in The Last of Us, like the actor, we'll call it 45. Not not too far away. Oh yeah, is that right? Is there an act? You have an actual age on on Dinjarin? Yeah, yeah, I googled it. Oh. <laughs> yes, <also> yes. <laughs> how old is he? So he would have been. This is again, like, because the timelines are all kind of weird and everything. Yeah. So the 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 estimate is that he was about thirty, and this is an exact quote: "While Luke Skywalker was first fiddling with the Force on Tatooine, Ooh. which would make him thirty-four during Return of the Jedi, yes. and about, about four, yeah, almost forty, nine or forty during the Mandalorian." Okay, so he's like forty. All right, yeah, so he'd be like seventy and. uh He's like basically he's basically Harrison Ford in the in the second trilogy. Though. I was gonna okay. say he's basically uh, Alec Guinness, Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. So, which then leads into the whole thing. Like, how long does he hold the dark saber? And then when he loses it, who has it? Grogu. He's just sitting on that throne with Katie Sackhoff during the all seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And they're just like, we're so bored. Should we go help? Nah, let's just go have sex. The Jedi got it. Oh wait, no, they don't. <laughs> no, it's not me sitting on the throne with Katie Sackoff. 
Yeah. Hey, speaking of Kyle, that to completely go off the rails because we've gone off the rails. But uh, speaking we're of still recording, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, we're still going. Are yeah. we still recording? <laughs> speaking of Kylo, speaking of Kylo Red, how dope does this uh, new movie with Adam Driver '65 with the dinosaurs 65. look? <laughs> I'm super pumped for this. We gotta go see this, Jo, and do the. We gotta. It's gotta. It's gotta get a two beer or two uh, two brew review. Okay. I love me some dinosaurs. Have, on, have either, on that note, I, I say we just wrap it up there. I love have either of you dinosaurs. seen the trailer of Kylo Ren fighting dinosaurs? Yeah. yeah, I sent it to you after the Super Bowl when you were in your like. Oh uh, yeah, I was I was way I was way blasted on bourbon. <laughs> darkness washed over Drew. Drew, yeah, darkness washed over me. I'm still trying to comprehend that uh, <laughs> that holding flag. Um, and Devonta Smith like, caught the ball. Um, yes, he did. <laughs> he fucking did. Um, <laughs> So good. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I've got off the rails enough. I got some rails waiting for me. So let's wrap this up. All right. Sounds good. We, we've tried to wrap it up about four times. On that note, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Wait, 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 wait. Casey, do you have a line? This is the way. That's, sure. that's your new line. All right. Good talk. See you stone out there. Stone, stone tens. Yeah. Mate, avoid all those stone tens and stone eights out there. Yes, that was so good. Oh uh, my avoid, god! Avoid the stone tens and stone eights. All right, I'll cue the it. cue the cue the Titanic music. All right, on that all note. right. Now we're gonna be awkward, and me, Drew, Casey, but but from here on out, we won't have to be awkward. We'll just know the order. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses, Casey. That's you. Case. Oh wait! What? Oh, You're the, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, Drew Casey. Me, Drew oh. Casey. Me, Drew Casey. You're the. Aren't you the avoid stone tens and stone eight? Yeah, I, I completely whiffed on what you were saying. I'm uh. sorry. I was waiting for like the recording thing to stop, and I was like, oh shit, it's my line. Uh, there we go. <laughs> All right, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Avoid all those stone eights and stone tens. Sit down. Pull you that first round You got an open count Toss it out Everybody's cold right now Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talk about anything that makes you get loud <laughs>